Good afternoon, and welcome you to the Real Word episode 20. Shout out to everybody that's been watching, it's been a blessing, and we finally at episode 20. What an accomplishment, that's a huge accomplishment. So, glass, we got a little drink, drink today, celebrating. Yes. And I'm here with my co host, your boy Pastor Santa Kamal, and we're here with two special guests here today. Hi, my name is Adele. How you guys doing? I'm George. I'm here with my sister Adele and my homeboy George from Canarsie. So we're going to speak about a lot of different things today. We're going to educate the people, provide education, provide some spirituality, and provide some insight and some knowledge to you guys. I think everybody has been watching, everybody has been supporting. Shout out to all the people that have been supporting the show. We're going to need you to really support. Go donate to the GoFundMe or PayPal because the rent went up. So we're going to need you guys yes, to, yes. to donate. If you like this good programming, it's not free, guys. So if you like the show, donate either five, ten dollars, not asking for hundreds of dollars, you know, but just give, you know, and we're going to continue to make you're going to continue to work. I want to basically just add to what you're basically saying. I want to let you guys know that we're going to be doing a lot of community service initiatives and we need contribution, we need participation to make these happen. Like I said, we've been sacrificing a lot to make sure that this program has been a blessing to you, has been touching you, and we need you to help and get involved. Because let me tell you something, one person can't do everything. With everybody, we can do something. Bye, bye, bye. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna let George tell you a little bit about what he does, because I know George did a lot of finance, retirement, IRAs, Stuff like that. I know you're eager to talk to the people about that. So tell them a little bit about what you do. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So my name is George Alcee. I'm a financial coach down in the Wall Street area. Whoa. Right. What I do is I educate people on how money works. Right. How you can actually maximize what you currently have on a day to day, or monthly, and you know, take yourself to the next level financially. Right. And I show you how you can actually turn your money into things of that nature. Yeah. Right. So. Any questions you guys have, you guys can reach out to me. Right, my number is 718-483-6913. Right, I'm here to help. I'm here to educate. I'm here to make sure that our communities are grown. Right, we have we make up 12% of the population in this country, and we spend a lot of money, but not in our own community. Right, they're asking, or they're telling you that they have some initiatives coming up which require your help. So it only makes sense as a community that we support each other. Right. To come out and make sure you support their events. So, first question: Why do you think it's so crucial for us to support one another? Why do you think it's very crucial for us to do that as a people? As a people, we've been divided for so long that when it comes to supporting each other, we just don't do it. And if we do, we have a bad experience. We stop. You got to remember that we're people who are building businesses, the people who are building ourselves and rebuilding ourselves as people. Yeah. We need to. Support each other, help each other grow. Yeah. Obviously, you don't know everything that you need to know about business right now, but you will get there at one point in time in your life. Your brother, the thing that I said that the owners of this farm is something that you just want to make a step. That's the one to bring. All right. So, again, like I was saying, we need to support each other and help each other grow. Business isn't something that we've been doing in this country for a long time. Right? We have to support each other. These businesses that we're doing are new. Right, this, this show is new, and it's gonna take money in order for them to grow. But if you guys don't know how the money game works, how are you gonna support anybody else? You're busy struggling every single day, right? The other day I wrote a post on my own personal Facebook page that says, people will use their struggles as an excuse to keep on struggling. And it's true, 
right? We don't support each other because we're going through some hard times ourselves, right? And we feel like if I support the next guy, then I'm not going to have enough for myself. But if you support the next guy, the next guy is going to support you in return because that's his mission. It's like investing in yourself and you invest in your own community. Correct. You build your community so that it builds you back and it pays you back. Right? You look at these other communities, you look at the Asian communities and the, the uh, Jewish communities and things of that nature, their money doesn't leave that community for a whole year. Imagine the same dollar circulating in the same community for a whole year before it leaves. But black people, we don't do that. We go to the first Asian store that we find because, you know, they're going to take care of us right away, right? They have what we need right away. Women go to the, the, the Asian salons and the Asian um, um, hair stores to buy their stuff because they have it. But if a black person came out with the same store and the same uh, uh, product, you probably won't support them as much because they don't have enough of it. It takes money to make money, right? And if I don't have enough money at the beginning to support my business because the community is Like 
I think a lot of black people either don't have resources or they don't know where to get the resources from. So it, it comes from pooling, right? A person from the Middle East will come to this country and move into a house with 30 other family members, okay. right? And they'll pull all their money together and buy that gas station, right? But black people, I gotta have my own, and you gotta have your own, and you gotta have your own, right? Everybody has to have their own, so if, if you don't get a chance to pool your money, and you don't get a chance to use it wisely, mm -hmm. right? Whereas, if you're looking at it from the outside, looking in, why do they come to this country and they're able to set up a business right away? The business is already there. All they did was put their person in charge of running it. And once that person is able to manage it on their own, they leave that business for them so that they can open up another one. And that guy is going to bring his family member and do the same thing. Where in our communities, we don't do that. We don't support each other. It goes back to supporting each other. right? If I ask for cars for help, He's gonna help me out because at the end of the day, I'm gonna have some type of return for him later on. And then when we pool our resources, we're able to help our communities grow. And this is what's holding our people back. You know, support each other in the way that you need to be supported. So you saying that black people are selfish? Black people are for themselves, right? Black people aren't necessarily selfish, but we've been conditioned to do everything for self. We haven't been conditioned, we haven't been, we haven't reprogrammed ourselves to work as a collective. And why, 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 do, you, why, why do you think it's that kind of acts? It's just programming. We've been pre-programmed this way. Okay. Right? We, we've grown to do things for self. How often do you actually ask for somebody for help? Uh, me, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a different breed, so I, I, be, I believe I'm a different breed because, like I said, growing up in the hood, you know, you see that, you know, especially coming from Crown Heights, the, 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 the Jews, you know, they get things done. Mm -hmm. You see the difference between, you look at Avenue and Crown Heights, Brooklyn, and they have their own ambulance, mm -hmm. they have their own um, firefighters, they have their own police. Um, they pretty much have Crown Heights, Brooklyn, New York City shut down because they come together in blocks. So for me, I've noticed that with everyone coming together, there is power in this unity. So I wanted to give a shout out to, to people like Ricard and people like, 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 like his sister because the thing is that we noticed that when we come together, we can do a lot together. That's what it's led us out of our egos, it's led us out of pride, it's led us ourselves, ourselves. And I wanted to say this because I want you to say your point. Um, I was talking to a Jew person. So, you know, this beard, people think I'm Muslim. So I get everything else. Well, you're bald and you got a beard. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get everything. So I get everything but Haitian. And um, basically, um, there was a Jew by um, Eastern Park Public Museum. He basically um, stopped me. And, you know, he thought I was a Muslim brother. And it was his first time in Brooklyn, wanted to know how to go to Kingston. So we having a conversation, everything like that. And, um, you know, we built it, you know, he likes my vibe, I like his vibe. And, you know, uh, me being sarcastic, I asked him, you know, I've, I've never seen a broke Jew. I've never seen a Jew asking me for money before. Never. I've never seen it. Maybe, maybe I don't know if you've not seen it, but I haven't seen it. So, I mean, he said, well, you said I've never seen a broke Jew before. I said, um, I said, I see you guys, you guys don't struggle. He said, listen. We struggle. The difference between us and you guys is that the only time you guys come together is for Trayvon. When they come together for a march. Eric Gardner, Michael Brown, 
He said, let's say, for example, a Jew, like it's raining outside and it's a Jew, but I don't know you and you're walking by yourself, by default, they're going to stop their car and pick you up to bring you to the destination. If you lose your house, by default, they're going to allow you to come to their house, pay no rent, no bills, make sure that you get a spot. So they're all about rotating their money at any certain time. So um, I, I, I respect my brother Ricardo and his sister because we are on that topic. I feel that once we come together, we lay aside ourselves, we can make things happen. So that's what we have to lay aside our egos and our pride. And like I said, what, he, what he's good at, okay, I'm not good at that. And, and, and that's okay. You see what I'm saying? And what he's not good at, but I'm good at, that's okay. You know what I'm saying? And I feel that if we function like that, we'll go further. There's a similar story in the Bible. I, I, I think all you guys know that story, the story of the Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. And it said that basically the Samaritan, he saw he saw a man laying on the side of the road. Basically two people who were similar to him left him laying there. And it was the Samaritan, the one that they cursed, the one that they disliked, was the one that put him on the donkey and helped him to get so where he had to be to to receive, I guess, medical attention, and it's like similar to us. We put our needs first, I guess. I guess because as a people, black people, I could say, we must feel like we're struggling so much that we don't have time to help others out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's better if we help ourselves out, and then if we have time, then we come back to help this person. Correct. But like the other, just today, I was talking to this guy that used to be my supervisor, ironically, at my old job, and he was telling me that, like, basically, he's trying to start businesses, and then he was, like, he even watch the show, and one thing that I said that I struck a chord with him was the fact that I said that how the only way we could grow as people is if we all work together. That's true. And he was saying, like, yeah, you're right. Like, it does take a team. It takes a village, and it takes a lot of different people with different skill sets that can come together to do something. Like, like you're talking about with the Sikh Jews, like, each one of them have different skill sets, but even then, like, they know how to work the system, too, and they do it well. They do it as in, as in, like, for example, like, they get married within synagogues. That's the marriage and synagogue is not recognized by the state. They are, therefore, within their religion, they're married, but legally within America, they're not married, so they can still collect public assistance. So if they have a whole group of people collecting public assistance, the same people, same example, the wife could be open, could be collecting public assistance and the husband could own the building. Mm-hmm. So it's like stuff like that, you know, and then they have four, five, six, seven kids, they don't use birth control, so they get all the public assistance, cash and food stamps, they open up a store, use the food stamps, you know, different things that they, they could do. But it's like we as people, as black people, we're too busy fighting each other in order to work together and, and it's called division. Like you said, it, it is programmed in the sense that, like, you know, we go back to the Woody Lynch theory in the programming, or like, it's, it, it, it's, it's like they find the differences between us and they use it against us as minuscule and as stupid as it may be. And it's still today, say, for example, someone lives in Kenosha, like, oh, I don't like that person because they live in Brownsville. Even if you live in Kenosha, oh, I live in the 80s, I don't like this person because they live in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Even if, oh, this person lives in Far Heights. I live in Bushwick, I don't like this person. Oh, oh, you're you're a light skin. Oh, it be these light skin niggas. Oh, you dog skin, it be these dog skin niggas. Team light skin, team dog skin. Oh, you short, you're tall, you're fat, you're skinny. It's like you, you use all those differences like between us and it causes more and more division. 
It's easy for us to make generalizations of ourselves and skepticals of ourselves, but I see strides being made with black people, and I feel like it goes unrecognized because the majority of the time we either focus on the negative more, or based on who's around us, we see it and hear it more. Like when I go to <laughs> when I go to events such as um, this year, I went to Curl Fest during the summertime, and for those of you that don't know what Curl Fest is. It's basically a festival that is a celebration of curly natural hair. I went natural two years ago, and then I permed, I shaved it off, and I decided I'm to stick with it this time. Because when my hair was permed, it wasn't falling out or anything. It's just I had done every color, every hairstyle. I figured it's time to go back to what it was naturally. Um, and it was just beautiful vibes, just from children to grown men to people with dreadlocks, to people with, you know, just all types of beautiful hair textures. It was just a mixture of just 99.9% .9 black people in Prospect Park celebrating their hair, their hair textures. And it wasn't like a certain kind of black people. It was just, you saw how like, contrary to what people say, we can get together and just have a good time and don't worry about violence or a fight breaking out. I remember one time I was in a car with my sister and she was like, um, why can't we all get together and just have fun without 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 fighting, without getting an attitude or without you know, like why can't we just and I, I had to kind of cut her off and say, We do, we can, like we are normal people who can be around each other and vibe. We just believe we can. And when you believe that, before you even walk into a situation of all black people, if you even believe like that, okay, this is gonna be mostly black, somebody will shoot it up before you even end, or somebody will fight won't break out, or man, I'm being around these ignorant, you know. If, if you even put that in your mind before you walk in, and that's even how you look at your own, automatically that negative vibe can manifest itself and become something real and physical. I walked into Curlfest knowing that this was going to be an experience of beautiful black people coming together, textures for C to, to, to C to A or whatever. If you're biracial, if you're mixed, or if you're just 100% black, I knew that it was going to be good vibe, and that's exactly what it was. So I, I experienced a different a different energy because I walk in, I love black people. Like no matter what I've been taught to know, I feel like they, they portray us in a way that we even are weary of ourselves. Like I was telling my friend the other day when I was in the park with her, I said, imagine if we got to tell the world who we were before anybody white wrote the story for us. Because they're the ones controlling our image, because they're the ones yeah. when we're in a magazine, when we're on TV, when we're in roles, when we're on when we're in a movie they write the script, they write the role, and they write our story. They write how we're portrayed to the world. If we could tell the world who we were, if we could tell ourselves who we were before they got to tell us who we were, we, we would be totally different people. So I don't, I don't like letting anybody write my story for me. I don't like anybody writing a story for my black men or for my black women. I'm very protective over my race because even when we talk about each other, you hear the effects of us seeing ourselves in that light and what it's done to us. And yes, sometimes the behaviors are real, but I feel like it's because we saw it first, we believed that we were that, and then we became that. Correct. Yo, listen, let, let me tell you, and, and that's, yo, even to add to what you're saying, that's why for me, and I can speak for me, and I can speak for Ricardo, I noticed that, for example, I do business with my friend, my best friend. And like, how is it possible to do business with your best friend? And there's no problems. Because at the end of the day, the money's out there. We all can eat. You see what I'm saying? Like, what is the purpose of basically being a millionaire? Okay, you're a millionaire. I get the point. Make 10 billionaires. You feel me? Okay, you, you, you drop a Benz. All right? Get 10, 15 Benz. 
Well, Bacardi about to get a best too. Don't worry, don't worry about that. We'll make that happen. And the sister. But the thing is that, like I said, like I said, there's there's, there's this power, this strength in unity. You know what I'm saying? And I think if 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 we realize that we're kings and we're we're queens, we will stop acting like peasants. You see what I'm saying? Because we are royalty. You see what I'm saying? You see, that's it's it's an amazing thing that you feel that way. But imagine how many people out there. Oh, bro, don't feel. Yo, bro, Jason was talking about that. And it's a powerful thing. He was talking about that. You see, feelings are a powerful thing. Yeah. Right. And as long as a person doesn't feel that they yeah. are this individual, yep. they're going to continue to stay in the same place. Facts. Right? See, I was at Carol Fest. It was an amazing feeling. That energy was ridiculous. I saw white people. Like, white people were out there. They were having a good time. Right? So black people did get together and they did have a good time. But why, like you said, why can't you get together with a bunch of your best friends and make money? Let's get it. We were right. doing that right now. Think about it. You said earlier that yes. the Jews... The, the, the husband might own the building and the wife may collect public assistance, right? Why can't black people get together, four or five of us, just buy a building? I'm going to rent it out and our tenants actually pay rent. That's because a lot of us don't trust each other, to be honest. Well, I trust you, Picard. And the mistrust has actually existed between us. But that distrust isn't. isn't because I distrust you, it's because somebody says black people are not to trust. But who do you trust? The thing is that for me, I like I said for me, it's all about loyalty. It's all about consistency. You see what I'm saying? If 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 you show me yourself what I was struggling, and you show me yourself what I'm going through, it I'm with it. You see what I'm saying? It's all about consistency. I feel like, in all honesty, there are brothers. I'm not saying it's all. I mean, of course, the majority. But I feel like there are brothers out there, unfortunately. Because of, of the stigmatization or the, the image of, of of the negativity, they buy into that negativity. You know what I'm saying? So because one person messed up doesn't mean that he's gonna mess up or she's gonna mess up. You know what I'm saying? Right. So yeah. See, I'm African. I'm from a village, and in this village, people work together. We make sure that we all eat, right? We make sure that we all have, you know, water. We make sure that we all can survive. But then you have. You come here and then everybody's yourself. That's dangerous. You get what I'm that's saying? That's dangerous. Why, why should it be that I'm only looking out for you? Why can't I tell you and give you some information? Why can't I educate you and then you go outside and you teach your car what I told you? Facts. And we continue that. We have a saying it's called each one teach one. You have to teach people what you know so that knowledge is passed on and so that it's effective. Because if it stops with you, who else learns? Who else benefits from it? She's not going to know what I told you if you don't tell her. Mm. You get what I'm saying? I guess and saying. she's not going to know what he knows if he doesn't tell her. And I won't know what she knows if she doesn't pass that information. No, we all have to play that. What we call the back in the days telephone, yeah. we have to play that game with the information that we know so that we can all get ahead. There's enough money out here for all of us to get it together. Oh, I agree. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm on that time, man. I'm on that time, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I see good brothers like Ricard, good brothers like his, um, good um, sisters like uh, like his sister. We need that. We need to build. Like I said, guys, whoever want to be a part of this movement and what we're doing, because like I said, for me, um, for us, excuse me, um, it, it, it's more than just making money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to make money. We want to eat. We want to put other people on. And I need to not only want to other put people on, we want to be able to give back to the community. 
and this is what we're doing. So we're 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 we're, we're, we're on that timing. We're on that wavelength. I, I agree. I wanted to ask you guys something about current events. I don't know if you guys have been following the story about the soldier. Yeah, you know, so crazy. I was just about to. Listen to that. But let me say something. I want to ask you a question with that, right? To interject with you. Um, would you guys minister to Trump? To Trump? And what would you say in regards to the situation? About this? About, yeah, his, his behavior, everything like that. Just wanted to get your thoughts. I think Trump is like the man of the story. First, give people like a recap. Okay, the facts. Story. Go ahead, facts. Okay, so the recap on the story the, let's get this, the soldier's name. His name is Sergeant La David Johnson. And what his widow is basically saying is um, Trump was calling, there were, there were soldiers that died in Niger. In Africa, um, that's where Niger is, right? Yes, okay. And um, it was three soldiers. He was a sergeant, and Trump was just making a phone, making phone calls to send his condolences. And he said to this woman, um, "Your husband knew what he signed up for, but I guess it hurts anyway." And he struggled to remember the sergeant's name. And this is a person who his whole point of not approving of the NFL players standing up is because our soldiers, our soldiers, you know, that's their main point is you don't respect our soldiers, but you're the same guy who says that's why you want them to stand, but you can't even remember this sergeant's name who died for the country. And I think they're, I think they are sensationalizing this event because he's African-American. They're kind of like nailing the point in of, okay, you know, you talk so disparagingly about black people, but look at this black American who died for this country and you can't even remember his name. And you tell his widow, well, he knew what he got himself into. And she also added that they wouldn't allow her to see her husband's body. She said she has not seen her husband's body since. For 48, 48 hours. She hasn't seen an arm, a leg. She said she knows her husband's body from head to toe. I guess when you're married to someone, you see them so often. Yeah. She said that he, they won't even, she said she doesn't even know if the box is empty. And it's kind of sad because his body is probably still there. Or it's probably so messed up or whatever. Or that because there are some things going on that we just don't understand or what's going on. I would minister to Trump to an extent, but at the same time, I feel like Trump is, is a manifestation of all the 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 underbearing hate that a lot of Americans felt like they had to hold in during the era of Obama. This black man in office who seems to be the most charismatic president. And a lot of people attribute swagger and charisma to being black, even though they try to make us feel bad about it. Some people will say, just because you're black, you got swag. Like, we can dance to any music. We, we, we come up with the latest fashion and slang and everything, you know. So just him, you know, snapping his fingers and singing out green and hanging out with Jay-Z and Beyonce. He was the cool president, you know. You know, cooler than this other guy who was playing the saxophone. What is it, what's his name? Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, you know. So I think a lot of white people just kind of felt like, they were kind of under the radar. They couldn't yell out loud with their hate. The country was becoming too liberal, it was becoming too progressive, and we were moving too forward. And it's like, why does that make you feel like you're losing your country? Why, why does the progression make you feel like you're losing something? So I feel like Trump was, Trump kind of fed off of that. You know, he started off with the tweets and sending out tweets about, you know, just saying things that we thought were just horrible and then saying that he's gonna build a wall against the Mexicans. You know, he singled out Mexicans, he singled out black people, he singled out women. Just every group that when you think about Muslims, when you think about all the all the right wing white people in the world wow. they hate black people, Muslims, wow. women, you know. Wow. You know, when you think of all the people that they hate, Trump kinda of went after those people and mm. that was their leader. They Who is who's who's Latson? That's your people who's Latson. Yeah, uh Shanisi. 
Latsen. T-R-E-N-I-E-S-E. Person said, right, well said, said, and we should acknowledge that the actions of family as it would disrespect for the flag. We let too many red light violations lie. She just gave you, I mean, I don't know if he's a he or she. I mean, as a female, yeah, she just gave you a shout out and everything like that. But also, shout out Gas as well, too. I wanted to add what you're saying, too. I believe um, that we need to teach Trump how, because he said, he said he loves God. We know that God is love. But you gotta understand, bro, like I keep telling y'all. Not every time people say God, they're talking about the same God that you and I believe. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Good night. Finish. I'm finished. Good night. Right. Mm-hmm. People have multiple Yeah, like some people got their own gods. Like just that's why in the Bible they refer to God as the one true God of Abraham, the one true living God. That's they were specific about which God they were talking about, you know? And they said that he will bear my name. But in regards to Ministering to him, you would minister to him, right? To teach him compassion, teach him what justice is. I, I would have real talk with him. I would talk yes. to him like he's a member of the I was speaking to you guys, I would speak to you guys out there. And I would tell the, 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 the president, listen, like, every man gotta be responsible for his own yes, actions. Yes, listen, this is what So like, God. So like, so like, basically like, yo, this is what you're saying. You gotta take responsibility for this, and this is the outcome of it. You're the president, you're the leader of this country, whether we like it or not, and you have to set an example. You have to bring respect back to that position because the people lost respect for that position. You're the head of America, you're the face of America, and right now America faces doesn't look good right now. Like you're not just a regular person that that's just speaking speaking their feelings, like this is the rhetoric that you're spewing, this is the outcome of it. Like when I preach to him in a literal sense of like scripture and everything else, I don't think Trump will even care or even pick up scripture. That's fine. I feel like I would have to speak to him on, on, on like real life, as in like I would have to walk with him down the street and be like, okay, look, this is what's going on, this is what you did, and this is my feeling like that. It's like, yeah, he would have to see it for himself. Will he take that chance? Of course not. He's not walking down the street. He's not. I believe Trump being president is is a crazy bad and good <laughs> mix because well, why do you say good first well why i say good is because now he's opened up the floodgates that have been holding this country back for so long you know all the other presidents kind of stifled the whole racist you know agenda in this country but with him being so you know proficient in versing his you know dislike for certain cultures and then reneging in the next conversation, it just goes to show that he's not the only one. There's so many other people of who course. the same thing. Of course. Yes, and him having him being president is allowing for us to see the hypocrisy of this country. Facts. Right? And it's opened up those gates. Because people used to say, how could America be racist if there's a black president? That is being a favorite argument. Just because he was black doesn't mean that everything else in the country he had a bro, they called his wife a monkey. Mm-hmm. They 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 Michelle. They said that Michelle was, was a man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They 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 asked for Barack Obama's birth certificate. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And the biggest supporter of the birther movement was Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that's what it is. And a lot of you SDs voted for him. Remember? Okay, so they let me get started. Trump? Yeah, Ben Carson. Ben Carson is the second Adventist. He's an Uncle Tom. You didn't know that? 
You gotta remember too. Yeah. People have their own agenda. Facts. He's a you call him a Uncle Tom for a reason. Mm-hmm. Uncle Toms were black men or women who had their own agenda for themselves. Facts. It was a personal agenda, not a community agenda. House mm-hmm. Negroes. Correct. House Negroes. They were not looking out for the better or the greater good the of the whole community. Right? So yeah, Ben Carson, he voted for Trump. And mm-hmm. where's Ben Carson now? He is Secretary of Blood. Somebody's agreement you. Gasper said Trump has been bought for a very long time. We as minorities um, must stand together and declare we're no longer for sale. Remove the liquor stores, not for sale. No more strip clubs, not for sale. I agree. No more crack dealing as much as possible, not for sale. Um, Cynthia just said, send me a friend request. So, what cards you make me? What cards you your friend request? I agree with Gasper as far as the liquor store. Remember last time I was here, I was saying that, yes, even though we're surrounded by things that try to keep us in, in a certain mindset, in a certain place, nail salons, beauty, Dominican beauty supplies, salons, beauty supply stores owned by Asians, um, liquor stores, we at some point have to use our conscience and refuse to give our money to them and refuse to let them control our diet, what we eat, and how soon we die, and how soon we get sick. Um, with the liquor store, there's nothing wrong with having a wine or, you know, with having, you know, with having a good time. I know at Thanksgiving, I'm, I love to, you know, I love to provide the alcohol for my family because I, I feel like, I feel like it kind of brings the family together and after you eat and you have a good cooked meal, you know, it's a way to kind of loosen grandma up and mom up and dad up and everybody yes. just having a good time. But I feel okay. like I'm going to. Do you know what's with Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> but when they put it on every corner, it's like you got 16 year olds with fake IDs, and you're just encouraging. Nice. You're just encouraging being drunk mm. at that point. That's you know right. what I mean? It's no longer encouraging. Oh, just for the holidays, or just to have a little fun, or just when you're an adult and you're amongst people who you respect, who you know. If you go too far, they're not going to rape you. They're going to take care of you. That's right. But instead, it's promoting us to just be drunk and to be unhealthy. So going back to what. He was saying about our communities. I think if we took our money, I mean, I'm noticing that the liquor stores are empty. I don't know if you guys are noticing. I mean, I, I'm noticing black people waking up. Like, wow, yeah. I don't know if you guys are noticing, but it may not be happening as fast as we wanted to. But black people are opening their eyes, not just on Facebook, but like for real, for real. You're seeing black men just, you know, they might still be wearing their hoodies and their joints. That's just their style. When you talk to them, they're on a whole different plateau. So I don't know how do you guys feel about the awakening of black people. I want to basically say this. Gaspier says, Harry Tubman said again, I freed over a thousand slaves and could have freed more if they only knew they were slaves. That's the true And um, Trinice um, Lassie says, um, this is, I think it's to, um, oh, Trinice. I'm so sorry, forgive me, my dear. She said, I think I saw one of your previous videos for car and now somehow we're friends. The real benefit of Trump is his exposure of how much we really haven't progressed as a nation. His election reveals the heart of this nation. Correct. His, his, his presidency shows exactly what this country is. And how this country, how this country feels, not only about black people, but about itself. Right, right. Look at Puerto Rico. Are they part of the U.S.? Yeah, Puerto Rico's part of the U.S. where it's treated like it's in the other country. Yeah. Cousin or something. And instead they have to take rappers like, you know, um, Jay-Z and Fat G, you know, DJ Cali. 
you know what I'm saying, to actually go out there to actually help the people. Can I just say something? Nicole, of course. They okay, only, good. Do your thing. They only wanted Puerto Rico because Puerto Rico was beautiful in an island and it was hot. They didn't they didn't love the people. It's just like any other island, Barbados, they don't love the people. They, they just love that it's a beautiful island. They love the basically they love our culture but they don't love us. So they always gonna wanna be where the palm trees are at, because that's where we're from. We're from hot climate places. That's why when we're here, you know, we, we get sick or we get cold, and you see them, it's like 50 degree weather, they're outside in shorts sometimes. You know, people who are from the mountains or, you know, who didn't come from certain hot climate places. It's like they, they never loved us. They never cared about us. They never loved the Puerto Ricans. It was just, it was just an asset, you wow. know? That's crazy. That's right. One thing I heard, the other day on the radio in the morning, um, shout out to Ebro in the morning on Hot 97. Um, Ebro basically said that there's there's 500 people a day leaving Puerto Rico, like hundreds of people every day leaving Puerto Rico. And he said that probably by the end of the year, mostly all the poor people going to be gone because they have U.S. passports to come to America. He basically saying that maybe they're just forcing all the poor people out so that the rich people will come and buy it all up. Are you serious? Just think about it. If because the poor people right now they can't sustain at all, and they're gonna leave. Once they leave, those things are still gonna be broken. The only and, and poor people was bankrupt before this happened. They were poor already in debt. Oh, so think about it. Once those people leave, those all those houses and all those businesses foreclosed. Who's gonna buy it up? Who makes the most money off of foreclosures? Just look That's at, sad. Just look at the hood right now. Who bought out the hood? Who's buying out the hood? Gentrification. Now you're doing it on an island. Yes. It's the same cycle that has been going on in this country itself. In but, on this land, what they do? They wait for for a home to go into foreclosure. Then they come and they buy it for the loan. Right? They're not worried about how much the house is worth. They're worried about how much they can get it for. And that island is worth pretty much nothing right now. It's eighty billion dollars in debt. But guess what they're gonna do? Yeah, you're gonna build a biggest resort. Let me reset that part. Wow. Mm-hmm. And in regards to back to what you guys were saying in regards to Trump and taking the knee and everything else, somebody said something very, very important. They said Colin Kaepernick is putting is is kneeling because. He used to sit, but then after having a talk with a uh, U.S. Marine, he decided to kneel because the Marines kneel sometimes, but they fall in combat. They do a lot, a lot of times. So what he said was basically, Colin Kaepernick stated clearly what he was kneeling for. He said for the injustice of what's happening to people of color, for the way that blacks and people of color being treated in America, for police brutality, and for the condition of the black neighborhoods. And there were veterans that were supporting him, but they stated that he going on his knee to disrespect the veterans. They said, what if back then, when they boycotted the buses, what if they said that, okay, you're disrespecting the bus drivers? What about when they had sit-ins at restaurants, they said, okay, you're disrespecting the restaurant owner, the small business owner? They didn't say that, because what they seen was clear. I feel like nowadays, there's always a confusion with the environment. You say black lives matter, they say all lives matter. You say, okay, um, you say black people need more rights. They say it's not all about color. You say, okay, our school systems, our things are bad. They say stop complaining. But you have you have 400 years of free labor. 
400 years where we were in captivity, where we were slaves, where where we built this nation on our backs for free. So we got a 400 year head start. And if you blame us for the situation that we're in right now, and you think that's fair? Like, how is that fair? They don't believe in fair in this country. There's no such thing as fair. There's no such thing as right or wrong with these people. It's all about if it gets done. You feel me? If I put you in a position to work or you have a job now, get that task done. Well, I'm going to give you your check today and tomorrow. Get that task done. Then we'll talk about your reparations. Right? But, but is there really reparations? Black people haven't taken reparations in this country yet. Have they been repaired for anything? Have they created specialized facilities for us to go and get the proper education that we need to survive in this country? They haven't done any of that for us. We're, we're still letting them educate us, and I, I think that's a problem in itself. For example, like Christopher Columbus. Celebrate Christopher Columbus, a murderer, a rapist. And they're still teaching that he discovered this country. He didn't discover a thing. Never set foot over here. Right? He pillaged all the islands that he went to. Wow! He murdered all the, the, the Taino people that he came in contact with. Let, I have to answer this. I want you guys to answer this. This person says, um, Moise said that the kneeling was cute at this point was made, but he may be using the wrong platform. How is he using the wrong platform? I want to understand that. I'm, I'm a little bit lost, Brother Moise, because... He used whatever platform he had. He had. The thing is that he spoke against injustice. He spoke against white supremacy. He spoke against evil. Like, um, that's how a lot of these sports players five or four through the city, like Muhammad Ali. He spoke against white supremacy. He spoke against how can black people fight against Vietnam when we come back to America? We're not even treated the same. Let's think so about it. So my thing is that we have to use our platforms to speak against things that are unjust. So how 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 he may be using the wrong platform? Let's think about it like this. He he he's a football player, so obviously the NFL is his platform. But when most people sit down to watch TV on a Sunday afternoon. Exactly. So if I kneel down on a Sunday afternoon to get my point across, millions of billions of people are gonna see it. And and so and so in a conversation he parked he sparked a movement for us to have this blackout. Correct. You see what I'm saying? But this was all about money in the first place. No 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 no, no I'm so sorry. My man said I didn't do this protest doing boxing. But the thing is that he used his platform was he used his platform to speak. He said, he said, Ali didn't do his protesting during boxing. He used his platform, though. The point was that he used his platform to speak against white supremacy. People followed him during the time Ali was very, very popular. So my thing is that, like, what well, were was doing talk shows and everything. Of course. Colin Kaepernick, he didn't do talk shows, but Colin Kaepernick did talk during press conferences as well. But the main point is he spoke. The thing is that, voice he spoke, he spoke out. And the thing is that if we have... And from which we have to use our voices to speak against injustice. For example, Jay Z. Jay Z the other day, he's not going to perform for the NFL. He um the Super Bowl because he is against how you know not to not, not to um digress to the NFL players who have passed and do different things. But he used his platform to make things happen. And I think that if we have influence, we have money, we have capital, we should use our platform to speak against things that are unjust. And the, same. the fact of the matter is, is that, first of all, Muhammad Ali was a boxer, like, where's he going to have time to address that when, you know, 
you're in the ring boxing and you only have a couple seconds where like you're getting warmed up, you're touching gloves, you're, you know, your trainer is talking to you. It's not the same as a football field, but I feel like just they're making an example. They've made an example out of Kaepernick to show the rest of athletes or just rich black people in general, you know, stay in your place. We're paying you. We're giving your we're giving you money. Like if you hear a lot of people will say, oh, they're ungrateful, they're ungrateful. Because you're rich, like why are you so worried about these poor folks? Why are you so worried about the people who are who are not on your level? It's kind of like saying, now that you have money, forget that you're black. Forget about people that look like you. Bro, boy, you said that bus strikes make sense because the issue is with the bus system. My thing is that this is what you need to understand. Like, how is Colin Kaepernick taking his knee down? You see what I'm saying? An issue. See, he's he not did, an issue at all, my brother. What he did was he made a statement using his job. Exactly. So he used his job as a platform to make a statement. And I guess I'm going to take that fight to where the battle is. That's where the battle is. But after battle was in the media. And that was the outlet. Exactly. So I'll take anything more with that. But look, look, look. I feel a lot he did take it to the streets because he donated over a million dollars of his own money. So organization. Yeah, to, 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 to many organizations. And this month is the last one where he fulfills that million dollar pledge. So he did take it to the quote unquote streets as well as the media. Yeah. He lost his job. And he inspired other people to do it as well. He not only do it himself, he sparked a revolution. Correct. Right. Right. I said that the guy was on the NFL field. Everybody, everybody's standing with the number seven. Everybody, not that no number seven. Michael Vick, because Michael Vick, you sold out. But Kelly Kaepernick, he did his thing. And the battle is on the NFL field because guess what? A lot of those NFL fans are racist. They just want to see black men run around, throw around the ball, and win for them. Correct. But a lot of the fans sitting in the seats, and a lot of the people that own the teams, a lot of the people who are, who are some of the big guys in, in the in the upper levels, they are racist, and they feel like if they're paying you, whatever they're paying you, ain't half of what they're getting paid when their team wins. You know what I mean? Money should never silence you. Money should never be more important to you than exactly. black people. And that's the reason why we have so many rappers and rich black people who don't stand up for us because we're making them think that it's okay that once you get rich and once you get out, they don't gotta worry about us no more. Imagine if every single rich black person outsourced and cared as it just happened. If a person that's biracial was raised by a white family, he don't even gotta care anymore and he does. Well, what you saying though? I said black people are fans too. This is too. And the bad Bro, because black people should support exactly. The thing is that it's the principle, bro. It's the principle. If you have a platform, if you have, he said, don't make blank blanket statements. My man doesn't make no blanket statements. He is clear. He uses platform as an NFL player to speak against white supremacy, to speak against injustices. There is nothing wrong whatsoever. The NFL cut him out because of the mere fact, not because of his mistakes. Not because of a poor decision, but because he spoke against white supremacy. Yeah. And I'm not trying to show that those NFL players who who, who kill people got off, who who um right. people that got off, my thing who beat their wife that got off. All I'm saying is, at the end of the day, is there is a disconnect. When something is wrong, you gotta speak of it that is wrong. Yeah. Period. So you didn't have at all. Exactly. Uh, she said that the, 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 the fight with the league was in for the NFL. Of course not, we're not saying that. It wasn't with the NFL, but the president made it about that. Exactly! The president made it about business. Exactly. He was like, no SOB. But remember, 13 owners gave money to Trump's Exactly! And now they were putting it. 
Come on, wake up, people. Come on. People don't even understand. The NFL is just like the slave trade. They get the biggest, strongest black person. They put them on top of something. Like a little stage. They weigh them out. They tell them how fast to run. Where is the proof he's being blackballed? Does he got a job? Why have a job? How come, how come he's being blackballed to the point where he's suing the NFL federal court? Did you know that? He's suing the NFL because bro, everyone knows he's being blackballed. They said in that there's 10 quarterbacks who statistically worse than Kaepernick that has a job that he doesn't have a job. Colin Kaepernick was a Super Bowl quarterback. He took his team to the Super Bowl. He, he, he threw for a lot of touchdowns. He had a bunch of rushing touchdowns. His quarterback has more garbage than him to have the team. And he doesn't have a job. Why? Because of what he said, not because of how he played. And let me just say, if Kaepernick has stood up for, for gay rights, if he has stood up for women's rights, if he has stood up for pet, dog, animal rights, this would not be an issue. But it's because of black rights. It's because he's standing up for, for black yes. lives um, that he was blackballed the way he was. What does his winning record have to do with anything? His, his, his record as a football player has nothing to do with what his standpoint is. Exactly. He used his platform to make a statement. It caught the nation's eye. They didn't like it. You fired him. Period. An example of it. Period. It's the same thing like if you have your job and you make it a political statement and they don't like it. They. They might fire you for time and attendance, but you know what they really fire you for. Exactly. Uh, exactly. No, it's, it's right, really that simple. You know, we all know why Kaepernick doesn't have a job at this point. Exactly. And, and the thing is that right now, they, they, right now they, they, they're talking about, Master P is talking about in regards to, I'm going to say he wasn't fired. When they, when they pretty much force you out of your position, you're fired. There were no one hired you guys. That means you're unemployed. Exactly. Well, let's move on because I know when someone is trolling. So exactly, exactly, exactly. That's facts. Wow. Let's let's move on. So um, kneeling against the flag, but but it wasn't really kneeling against the flag. It's kneeling to show that we are losing this this battle of in in the racist, you know, in uh, talks. Right, it's to bring awareness to it, it's to make sure that it's spoken about and we can move forward as a nation. We're not moving forward together, we're moving forward in very, you know, separate energies. We're not able to work collectively. And it's breaking the black community down. The white community is already set. The Asian community is already set. Right? The Arabic communities, they have their businesses set. The black communities are losing. We need to, to Focus our energies on bringing our energies, on bringing ourselves together and working. I think like nowadays, people are gonna like criticize Kaepernick, even if they're black, they're not gonna be able to relate. But years from now, Kaepernick is gonna be acclaimed as a legend and as a revolutionary person. I support Colin Kaepernick. 100%. Kaepernick sacrificed his whole career. Like he, he, he must have like known. He must have known that he was gonna face some serious backlash, and he was ready. If you go on his website, knowyourrights.com or .org, he doesn't mention anything about being a former or current football player. He doesn't put that as his occupation. This man knew that this, that our lives was bigger than that field, bigger than his money. Like, I would wish that every black celebrity cared about us the way Kaepernick cared about black lives. Because imagine where we would be if, if Oprah cared that much. If Tyler Perry cared that much, I know Beyonce and Jay Z dropped a little albums where they put little gems, but 
man, they, imagine if every black celebrity, every black athlete cared about us to the point where they said to the white man, F your money, F your contract. If you don't treat my people right, I'm not playing. I'm not standing. Uh, imagine where we would be because, I mean, who, who would run the ball? Who, who would make the music? Who would cook the food? Like, who would make the I want to add something very important. The thing is that, I mean, said their losses and sacrifices, there are no losses and sacrifices. Because at the end of the day, it's about upholding your integrity, mm-hmm. and it's about upholding who you are as a person. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I have a question for him. What's more important? What's more important to you? Moist, yeah, Moist. Moist, what's more important to you? Black lives or the NFL? Just answer. Which one is more important to you? And then based off the answer, we can move on. Facts. Yo, don't test us. We'll eat you up. This is anybody. Who <laughs> wins <Where> is that? <laughs> that's your man? That's, that's my boy from uh, uh, Bethany. Okay, okay. Yeah, but guys, wake up. Guys, we love you. Wake up. Like, this is bigger than us. We have to really, really, really wake up. Like, you know, we, unfortunately, we don't, we don't want no more house niggas. You understand? Mm-hmm. We need to start being kings and queens, man. We need to be better and really wake up and see what's going on with our people. You know what I'm saying? Because I feel like there are people, I mean, since lives are, of course, more important. That's never the question. But we're not talking about lives here. The thing is that we're talking about black lives. Mm-hmm. A lot of colored people are being innocently taken from us for no reason. Sanders, Sanders, you're Sanders look, that if Colin Kaepernick did not stand up the way he did in Neil, who else would have? That's a real question. My message my, my question was, what are the ways to bring about change? Boycotting, what are we doing the blackout? Boycotting, speaking yeah. about it. Having yeah. a conversation. Starting a conversation. Starting the pockets is where it's at. Exactly. Starting our own NFL. Yes. Yes. Boycotting the NFL. I know, I stopped watching the NFL. I stopped watching the NFL, too. I haven't watched football. And the Giants are doing terrible. Well, it is what it is. Yeah. Facts. I wanted to ask you all a question, maybe to make the topic, um, move along. Okay, what do you guys think? Because we're seeing a lot in modern times of men who are not yet divorced, but who are separated and already have a new girlfriend and, and the girlfriend later becoming the wife and people blaming her and saying, well, you're the reason why they broke up. I smell Kevin Hart when you said that. <laughs> and, and, and hold on. And the woman saying, well, everybody's saying that I'm the one that wrecked the marriage, but the marriage was already, they were already separated. Do you feel like it's justifiable for a woman or for a man to be with someone Son. who's separated? If it's justifiable for what? Do you think it's justifiable for a woman or a man to step into a relationship and be with someone if they're still married but they're separated? I don't think so. I think they should wait. I would wait. When you separate from somebody, the intention is, I'm not coming back. No, sometimes you separate to like reconsole. Sometimes you gotta I try. You what you're talking about separation as in, I left my household, I left my family behind. Because we aren't working. My intention isn't, or most people's intention isn't that I'm going to leave so that I can think about it. My intention is I'm going to leave so that I can move forward. So Sometimes they leave when they come back and then they divorce for unreconcilable differences. That's what is unreconcilable. Because they could not reconcile their differences on the left. But sometimes they fix their differences and come back. Sometimes they're like, oh, I miss you, baby. I can't live without you. I'm back. Leaving you was the worst part of my life. You see, when they get back together. In regards to her question, it was the person who moved on was another person. They, they, they. Sometimes you can say they cheated, but 
they were separated, so they moved on to another individual. Sometimes while they're still married, they can have a side chick, and then they well, end up with a side chick, the side chick becomes the main. That's a whole different Hold on, hold on. Let me, just, let me just clarify. So, separated in this sense literally just means separated. Like, you have divorced, you have separated, you have married. Um, separated, like you said, sometimes people are separated and they, they, they don't have the intention to get back together. But sometimes they end up doing that after feeling like, okay, they want to try again, they love each other madly. And sometimes people get separated just as the plight during divorce. Or sometimes separated literally means we're in the process of getting the divorce, but it's not finalized yet. Correct. So separated has many, you know, it's there for many reasons. So, I mean, I just, I'm just asking the question of if, if someone is separated, if, if, if a couple is separated, somebody said something. My man said the Bible speaks that there'll be on that matter. Oh, don't be the reason for the boy, but if you separate, you're still married. Exactly. You finally said something right, boy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, my king. Even though you separated, you're just separating. Exactly what it means. But separating is not divorce. Like, I can just separate myself to get my mind. But sometimes, you know, like, you be getting on the woman's nerve, or the woman be getting on your nerves, like, you're in my space. I'm out. But sometimes, the, the one woman be like, oh, get out of my house. I spoke to a lady cop about this. She said sometimes people react because of the heat of the moment and emotions. Like, say, for example, somebody called the cops when their husband and wife. The mm -hmm. cops have to record that. But most of the time, when they call the cops when their husband and wife, they're the same ones that, that come and bail them back out mm -hmm. because it's based on emotion and feelings. Right. So, like, sometimes you could be separated, but you still got love for the person. Yep. You could be separated, and then you go have sex with somebody else. And I have to say, sometimes it be someone that was there the whole time that you were just talking to or you. And that person might pull you away from your husband or wife. That's that's and once you separated, you end up having you I was cheating that person. That was I was cheating the whole time. I, I had intentions, wrong intentions. It's not like she and I were having issues and I decided, you know what, I'm just gonna leave and then But sometimes people use the issues as a reason to go cheat. Even if they're still married. They're like, oh, my man was acting up, or she wasn't acting right, so I had to get me a little stop, or oh, he wasn't acting right. That's what makes it tricky, because there, your relationship has to be strong in order for me to be with you. Our relationship has to be strong in order for me to be with you. I'm not going to be flippy-floppy between another chick if I have one right here. But then I'm hard enough to deal with one-on-one, -on -one, I'm going to bring two. And, and and have a side piece? I have a question for you guys. Back, being right off what you just said. Do you feel that I could love you and still have something on the side if I'm married to you? No, you don't love me. You don't fully love me. You don't fully love me. Okay, vice versa. Man or woman, woman or man. Vice Same versa. Thing. Same thing. Why? Because at the end of the day, if you love me, I will be a priority. Why do I gotta be a side chick? Why do I gotta be a side guy? What I'm giving you is not enough. This this source that God blessed me with is that enough for you? <laughs> no, come on, y'all. Don't say side. Hey, I don't know about this. Mistake. You don't know about this. Come on now. Person. Yeah, it's not an open marriage, but like we're, we're aware. But like, because I heard somebody say one one time to me, um, like that he believes that he can love a, a woman, he can love someone, and still Jeez. feel like he want to have something on the side. Yo, that's the devil. The devil is a liar. No, <laughs> no, no. That's uh. If you can't disclose that to your woman or the person that you're with, no, then you don't fully love them. No facts. Fully love that person. And, and, and the thing is that you gotta choose. It's either me or it's either her. My man said, "Don't read out loud. You're beautiful. Uh, don't read out loud. What? I'm gonna read out loud. <laughs> you're, 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 you're beautiful black girl doing a great work, but be careful just people's opinions. 
always considers both sides. Don't be caught up in just the way you see things. Now listen, my man. We're not we're coming from different perspectives. You see what I'm saying? My thing is that there is right and there is wrong. You see what I'm saying? And what you need to understand is simple is what Colin is doing right now, there is nothing wrong with what he's doing. Everything he's doing is right. You see what I'm saying? So there is right and there is wrong. And this is called the real world. The real world. So we're real and it's the world. And that's what it is. Ain't personal, it's business. Continue, I'm sorry. I think honestly, like, <laughs> I keep it real, man. I think honestly, like, when you're in a relationship, especially a marriage, if you have something on the side, then you probably don't respect your marriage. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're in a relationship, if you choose to be in a serious relationship, where you're trying to be in a monogamous relationship, I love you boys. and you still have someone on the side, then obviously you don't respect that relationship. If the person you're with does not fully fulfill you, then just walk away. But don't linger on to one person for security and then have another person on the side for, like, lust and enjoyment. That's mm-hmm. not fair. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's a lot of different things. There's pregnancy, there's, there's STDs, there's a lot of things that go into that. Facts. And I think that, like, if you have a side, you're just, you're, you're, you're just fundamental. I think, facts. I think sometimes people settle for other people that don't fully fulfill them and so they have to get one thing from one person another thing from someone else why can't you just leave that one person and find someone that fully fulfills you Facts. i think that'll that'll be better for you i think that whole side chick and side dude stuff like it gets mixy and i would say f hip-hop and f love and hip-hop and all those other things that made that side chick side but have you noticed that a lot of big guys are getting married? For example, Gucci got married to his girl. Two chains. Exactly. Two chains is married. Jay Z's married. So it just to let you know, for all those those want to be want to be dying and and, and, and want want dogs, it lets you know that that's what is what. That's so funny because I literally just saw a post on the shade room that said it was a it was a tweet Facts. that said. That said, all of your favorite rappers are happily married. They just convinced you to, to F random hoes. So that exactly. It's like, it's kind of like hip-hop music persuaded you that being with random women was cool, but really these guys rapping and they have one woman who they're with who they love. Exactly. So. And that's so always, it's always been that way. Most rappers right. don't live what they rap. Like yeah. 50 Cent, Akon, Jay-Z and all them, they talk about drinking, smoking weed. 50 don't even smoke weed or no. drink. He'll tell you I don't smoke weed, I don't drink, but he sells liquor. He talks about smoking in the club, but he don't even smoke. He's selling you guys a lifestyle and you're buying into it. And guess who owns these companies that they're marketing to you? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. They like, capitalize off what you already love. You guys love to smoke, you love to drink. I'm a 17. I'm gonna give you what you want. Being a strip club, go broke in a strip club, all that other stuff. You wanna be a thug? I'm gonna teach you how to be a thug. Most of these rappers, they never so crack in their life. They okay. never did none of these things, but they wanna sell you that lifestyle. My my homegirl says, I think it's up to the woman to make sure she doesn't allow herself to get caught up in the mess. Give him time to see if number one, he has really, he really has ended a relationship, and number two, he's serious about building with you. Um, the Bible tells us to protect our heart. Yeah, and more is just stubborn because you need to understand that I'm not wrong. I'm right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and the thing is that if you know me personally, you would know that if I'm wrong of something, I will say that I'm wrong of something. You see what I'm saying? 
We have to basically talk principle. But going back to Miss um, Ladson, continue. How do you feel about what she just said just now? I think she's right. I think, like, we go back to the POP. The POP. If your women wasn't throwing it out so easily, maybe the men would respect you more. No offense. But you have to open up your legs unless you know the guy's forcing entry facts at the end of the day like you set the standard as in like you're the mother like mother nature like you open up your legs and when that value drops because of your actions the guys are going to try to treat you different in a certain way like say for example the dude just buys you Chinese food and you open up your legs now all of a sudden he goes and tells friends yeah she she's only worth a plate of Chinese food then what Mm. You set your worth based off of who you are as an individual, how you present yourself. So yeah, you're right. If she opens up the lecture of Chinese food, she deserves everything that she gets in repercussion for that. But as a guy, you have to know what you want as well. A guy can't say, I'm going to marry this chick, but I want this chick here. Unless you have that type of you know, relationship. Where I'm from, we have that. Where we grow up and our parents have multiple, my, my pops have multiple wives. You get me? That's our culture, though. The culture of this society is not one where there are multiple wives unless you're a Mormon or something. Then everything is different. You get what I'm saying? Like, you have to know that if I'm going to be with this person, this is the person that I want to be with. I don't want anything else from anybody else, whether it's lust, money, whatever it is. I don't want that from anyone but the person that I'm with. Do you guys think that it's becoming more? Oh, God, he responds. Bro, did I come at him? That disrespect, though? Or I just responded to you, bro. Don't be a troll, my king. Come on, boy. Oh, God. Do you guys think that it's becoming normalized for... Like like Rick was saying earlier, with the, you know certain hip hop cultures and certain television shows, you, you think it's becoming normalized for men, especially, um, to be unfaithful to the point where men are starting to believe that scientifically they are that way. Because I see quite that that, 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 that womanizing is acceptable. Yeah, it's I unacceptable. See, I see quite a lot of men acting as if like it's something that they can't help. Like if they cheat, like they at least need a pass. To the point where you have women, I have a girlfriend, right? One of my girlfriends, she says to me, um, she gives her man a pass to cheat a month because she feel like what? she feel like she feels like all men cheat anyway. And if a woman comes to her and says, Well, that's why your man slept with me, she can say, Well, thank you, because I let him do that. Well, thank you for keeping him, you know, satisfied so he can come back to me. And I said, Girl, you know, you're just this is this is something that a lot of women do in their mind. It's just for you to think you have a control that you don't have. Because you're insecure, you feel like he's gonna cheat on you anyway. So you wanna feel like you told him to do it so that when he does, you feel like you already knew because you told him he could. Yo, listen, yo, your homegirl says one sixth issue in our community is a lack of identity and self-esteem among amongst women. And that unfortunately is what men prey on. Yeah, of course. A lot of guys look for girls that have daddy issues, like, oh she ain't grow up with her daddy, maybe I could trick her. Just like my boy, my boy is engaged, about to get married, ironically. He was telling me the other day that, like, him and his mans, they, they, you know, they what they did, put this girl, and now she's involved in all type of stuff, and, like, she likes, like, that SNM, like, getting beaten and abused type stuff. And I'm like, yo, like, you don't feel like you got something to do with that? He's a, he's a yeah, but you know, whatever, he's a yeah, but she ain't grew up with a father, and this and that. Like, certain guys, when they hear that, they prey on that. And, they take and that's not cool at all. Women like that, you know. That's and, not cool. And then 
know raising a kid sometimes is not the easiest thing. But I realize every single thing you do and everything you say around them, they absorb it like a sponge. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're raising a boy, he's going to follow you, trying to be everything that you are. He's going to try to be like you from the way he walks to the way he talks to every single thing that you do. If you're a woman, like, and you're raising a daughter, the same thing. Or the daughter's going to turn to the father, and the father's going to basically... Who's is this? She keeps going, and she says, OMG, um, to you, my sister, thank you for addressing that. Men of God, can I say they are just being a man? Exactly. Of course not. Men, real men don't cheat on their wives. Real women don't cheat on their husbands. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cheating is not, uh, cheating is not a, a choice. Cheating is not a, a mistake. It's a choice that you make, you know what I'm saying? But some people, they feel unfulfilled within themselves, and they either feel like, okay, here's another thing, right? Oh, snap. A lot of dudes, when they was young, they wasn't getting it like that. Mm-hmm. So when they got older, when they got more established, they got married, they made more money, then now they feel like they a man, they want to poke their chest out, and they want to validate their masculinity by speaking with a lot of women, because they want to, you know, mm-hmm. stick their chest out. Validate their masculinity. But like I said, cheating does not validate a dad thing. It's unacceptable. Not to make you more manly. It shows. It shows. You're a coward. It shows how weak. Period. You're a coward. But some dudes want to show off like, oh, I can still get women. I can still. Nah, you're a coward. You're 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 prone to get STDs and 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 If you look at the most powerful people, they don't boast. Show off in that manner. Exactly. Weak people show off in that manner. Exactly. It gives them something to to say, something to talk about. Yes, you can. Right. So, mm-hmm. if you're a strong individual, I'm not going to say I'm not saying that you're weak. Or strong. Oh, what I'm saying is you're not going to be out here being promiscuous and carrying on because you know who you are. Of course. You're grounded within yourself. Of course. Most people don't aren't grounded. They have a like she said. They have a lack of identity. So, in order for me to show who I really am, I'm going to go out here and do X, Y, and Z with all these people so you can recognize me to be that person. I'm the man now. You get me? I'm the one who has the juice. Not Tropicana. <laughs> as a young woman, it's, it's like, especially as someone who's not married. Oh, snap. It is so, like, daunting because it's like, you're, it's, it's like, I get tired of hearing that. Ology or, or or it's normal, and I, and I just keep looking for the proof. I just keep looking for like mm-hmm. something that says that you know that that they have to, and they don't because it's really just society. Because there's nothing that shows that men are more sexual beings than women are. It's just that we've been taught, hey, women, you're demure. If you if you think too much about sex, if you talk too much about sex, you're you're a slut even when nobody's watching. Correct. You know, men. You know, every time a woman is naked, it's, it should be for your pleasure. If she's naked for herself, then she just you know she's just one of these. Like, they, we have so many names. So called women that seem too free. You know what I mean? And then you have just just men are allowed to just talk how they talk. Men are allowed to have conversations out loud about about women's, you know, bodies, about what about what they want a woman to look like or what they want a woman to do. And women are not allowed to do that. So it kinda like represses that that sexual nature in us that we have at virtually the same level. Like men don't get hornier than women by any type of statistics but, or anything. But I, I think I think women in marriage, need to express themselves sexually. Uh, sexual. What turns them off? What makes them happy? What makes them giddy? Yeah, but through life, it's kind of like we're repressed of that, so it's kind of hard. It's kinda, it kind of takes a man to make it okay. You know what I mean? To create the environment. Okay. Somebody said two things. I want to give a shout out to AJ. 
A man said those men and women that cheat, sometimes they stop loving who they're with, but they don't have the courage to end the situation. Shake my hand. Shake, 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 yeah. Shake <laughs> my hand. Shake my hand. Um, Zoe Savage, salute to you, my, my guy. Okay. So, so. Zoe said, a woman's supposed to be a queen. Men don't really have anything to lose, but women have to worry about dignity and reputation. Why do men hold women to higher standards than they hold themselves? You two have a reputation and you two have dignity. Ooh. She's absolutely correct. Man, shows over. It's because it's because guys is cool being hoes and they cool with calling women hoes, but when a man is hoeing, he he has no accountability for it, but he wants to hold a woman to a certain standard. Mm -hmm. But like, you know too. Like I can give you an example. A woman is supposed to be pure for her man. I can give you uh, I give you an example of myself. Like <laughs> when I was when I was younger. I had a lot of women, a lot of women, but since I've been with my wife, I haven't cheated yet. And we're going on three years. Amazing. So it's possible. It is possible. So it's not impossible. It's possible. And, and, and the way Opal Space be looking, we're looking at those sisters. Very much as most people aren't, they don't have integrity. They kind of kick their word around like it's a football. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you being somebody who, made the commitment to your wife before God to stay with her and to be faithful to her, you don't have the intention to cheat. And I believe you're the type of person that before you cheat, you divorce him. You get what I'm saying? Most people don't, like somebody said, they don't have the courage to leave. Weak people don't have the courage to make decisions to move forward. They kind of stay within the same parameter, but they do everything outside of it so that they can still get what they want. Yo, my man Moist says that the only time people cheat is when they're playing games. If your relationship is a game, you're considered infidelity as cheating. We all fall short according to the Bible. What do what do you do next is what defines your faith in your view? What do you think about that? He said the only time people cheat is when they're playing games. If your relationship is a game, you're considered infidelity as cheating. We all fall short according to the Bible, but what do you do next? But what do you do next? But what you do next is what defines your faith in your faith. Think about that. Some people they would go through an affair where like one of the people cheated and they couldn't forgive the people and then they just stay together and they'll work through it and they'll forgive. They'll forgive and they'll work through it. Some people they can't. Like some people they they'll they'll go through that whole situation, they'll break up and they'll never come back again. It depends on the person. Everyone apart is different. You can't you can't have one set of rules for every single person because everybody's different. Some people can forgive, some people can't. But well, I think that's what the public just said that you agree. Uh, I think I said that the only time people cheat is when they're playing games. If your relationship is a game, you're considered infidelity as cheating. We all push short according to the Bible, but what do you do? But what you do next is what defines your faith in your faith. That's narrow sided because y'all know why somebody's gonna cheat. Again, I could be on my way moving out of that relationship and the person that I've been speaking to is my next mate. I'm cheating because I'm moving on with this next person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um my homegirl, Miss Ladson, says I think it's up to the woman to make sure she doesn't allow herself to get caught up in the mess. Oh, we did answer that question. We did. We did. All right. So, guys, my phone battery is currently at 10%. Facts. So, we're going to close out. It was real. So, like, um, okay. Out of, out of everything we talked about today, how would you sum up 
And what advice would you give to the people starting with George Floyd? So first and foremost, I believe in community. I believe everything falls on having that strong community support. The reason why most things we have as black people don't work is because we don't have the support, we don't feel the love of our society, we don't feel the love of our community. And I believe we need to work together to make certain things happen for ourselves. That's amazing. Um, I just want to just read one more comment by Gaspin. My man said, all men should think twice before they pick up other men's daughters. So they want experience or rewind in their own lives with their own daughters. If any man made a mistake and is willing to make a 180 change, they can set a new tone of what a true man can be, including man. Praise God. So I want to just thank you for your comments. We love each and every one of you guys. I want to remind you guys that we're going to have a Metro Car Drive the end of this week. We're going to be giving free Metro Cars. There are people who have donated. We still want donations. And we also want people to contribute to what we're doing because my member car has been making a lot of sacrifices. I'm making a lot of sacrifices, so we need your money and your contribution for us to make these things happen. We're all about community. Let's come together, support each other, and let's build one another. Um, last point, once again, you know, black love is important, community love is important, knowing politics, knowing what's going on around you, um, being comfortable in your skin, making sure you pray, you talk to God, God is your source. If you're not in tune with your source, you're not in tune with self, and um, yeah, just respecting each other. That's why I can go on and on about that, but in essence, respecting each other and have the same standards for yourself as you have for others, regardless of sex, gender, or race. Um, make sure that you have those morales that you expect to see in other people. It's the golden rule we learn in elementary school people. Treat others how you want to be treated. Facts. Savage. It was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful knowledge and advice from my supporting cast today. I think everyone that's been watching, I think everyone that's watching this, the 20th episode. Shout out to everybody Shout out to everybody that's been on the show so far. Shout out to everybody for supporting the movement. Shout out to Brother Sanders for always being here every week consistent. Shout out to Jeff that owns the studio. Shout out to my boy George for coming through. Tell people about some financial assistance. Pleasure. We're gonna drop the link and the information to contact them in the video. Shout out to my sister Adele for coming out. Shout out to the live audience that always got the great comments and questions that keep the show live. I thank you all for joining us. Please donate. Like I said, the rent went up. We need you to donate to the GoFundMe or to the PayPal. Um, we thank you all for joining us. What I gotta say, we gotta support each other. We gotta support one another. We gotta work together. We gotta build the community. We gotta rise up. Rise up, rise up. Yes. Like stop, stop making up excuses. Stop falling short. Stop, stop having low self-esteem and big egos. Because you guys keep thinking that you guys are bigger than you really are. But instead of humbling yourself and working together towards something even bigger, that's what you need to do. That's why I've used this platform to include every single person that I feel that's doing something that's big. True. Everybody else who feel like they're doing something big or got something to contribute, always welcome to the show. And thousands of people will watch this broadcast and they will see the goodness in you. To close out, we close out with prayer. I'll close out the prayer. Then we Father, gracious God, we thank you for all your many blessings. We thank you for this anointing that you will put upon the show. We thank you for allowing us to reach the 20th episode. We thank you for your wealth, health, 
and knowledge that you've given us. Help us to continue to deliver the word. Help us to be living testimonies. Bless everyone that's on the show and everybody that came out for the show. Help us to continue to do your work. Give me Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Again, shout out to everybody that's been coming. Shout out to everybody that's been supporting. Anyone that wants to come on the show, just holler at me. Come on the show. Holler at Brother Sanders. Donate to the GoFundMe. $5, $10, $20. Mm-hmm.